My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. <laughs> brain's splitting off in so many different directions <laughs> that no one has the answers to. My dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Statics. I just yes. made that up. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. I don't like that. There's, there's future statics. Future statics. Uh, Days of Static X. Statics of Future Cast. Nope. Now we're just in like 90s. Days of Forcer Cast. <laughs> Days of <laughs> days of statics cast. There we go. That sounds yeah. pretty good. There's, there's something there. It's a um, it's cast a new with an X. It's a new era, Gary. It is. We're starting a new run. We are. Uh, you know, goodbye, uh, Deadly Genesis. Hello, uh, X Force Ecstatics. Yes, the uh, Peter Milligan, Mike Allred, um, contemporary to New X Men, the Grant Morrison New X Men uh, that we did. That is like a pop art deconstruction of mutant and celebrity. Uh, that is, I really love, we haven't really talked about it that much. I feel, I wonder if this is gonna be one of those things like where me and Cole do abject suffering and it's some nerd ass game for puzzles. And like, I'm like, this is dumb. He's like, no, it's actually, I thought it was pretty good. And then I have to spend the whole episode being like, ah, shit. (laughs) So I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where I think this is super good. And the whole time you're going to be like, "Ah, I don't know, man. And then, you know, we get to have an awkward 40, uh, issues of this, 40 episodes of this. Um, so we'll tell. I, I guess, like you have told me in the, in the past, that this is one of your favorite series, if not like th- this is one. Of, this is up there for you, right? Um, so yeah, not not my favorite. Like New X Men, Planetary, yeah, Invisibles. Like there are things that I like more than this, but this is up there for me, uh, especially for being like kind of off the wall, right? Like this isn't like mainline X Men stuff. Like this is this is that good side X stuff that I think that I, me and you both are really craving in our lives. Um, so a year or two back this came up on some feedback episode and you mentioned ecstatics or it just came up in the conversation or whatever. And I'm like, well, I've got fucking Marvel unlimited. Let me just go read this shit. So I started ecstatics number one. And, um, according to Marvel unlimited, I dropped off like two or three issues in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know what that was. Like, I think I I know what it was now. Let me say that at the time, like I was just like probably (laughs) busy. Uh, and then you and I decided to do this and, uh, we attempted to get a, a recording together last week right before a hurricane came through Louisiana. Um, but, and again, I started with ecstatics number one and read the first four <laughs> issues and was extremely confused why you like this so much. And just was like, okay, well this is one of those comic book things where like 40 issues in, this is all going to click and I'll go back and reread it. And it's going to be super good. And then we sit down to record and we realized that, Oh, this doesn't start at ecstatics. Number one, it starts on X force One Sixteen <laughs> with all of the stuff that you need for ecstatics. Number one. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh- they clarify jeremy that's not your fault it, it was dumb of marvel just to make x-force a totally different thing out of nowhere sure absolutely uh yeah. and then transfer it over like you know x-force like now kind of changes teams but uh pr- you know it's always kind of has the same theme like it's this black ops kind of thing this is a 180 yeah. from what x-force was doing i read the x-force issue that happened before this uh and it's very serious and it's all about honor and domino <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I can't even tell him that like sentence a- if honor is a mutant or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good name for a mutant. Um, it's, it has like the axe symbol on the front. It's all bloody, you know, like the Watchmen. But Absolutely, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. Uh, so this, you know, I only heard about this because of word of mouth. And I think that this probably took a lot of people by surprise and pissed off a lot of people who just like X-Force. And then when Ecstatics came out, a lot of people probably had your experience of jumping into a story one-fourth the way already told. Yes. And uh, with no setup or no explanation of these characters and just having a real hard time jumping in. I can imagine. Because I it was yeah. even the second time, like I... I I had it in my head and my, my mental notes because I don't really take notes for this stuff because it's a fucking comic book, Gary. Um, but <laughs> it's because we're fucking forty. Leave us alone. <laughs> I, um, oh. I had it in my mental notes to be like, so when did they like? When did the flashbacks start happening? Like, I'm not really into flashbacks, but like somebody's got to explain like who Edie is at some point, right? And and sure enough, yeah, 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 yeah there's a good forty solid issues. I do take some responsibility because. Um, I could have just Googled it and I didn't, but <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, like I, you know, if this were guppy, will would go back to the episode where I said it started in one sixteen and do a Daisy future cast classics, Ooh. uh, and stuff. But I just, I forgot to remind you. Interesting. And we had a lot of excuses, uh, because move and then hurricane. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not, so, uh, not too uh, stressed out. Louisiana about it has been nearly hur- hurricane free for nearly five days. Uh, so, you know, don't, uh, you know, give us, cut us some slack, please. It's been a week. Send tarps. If you got some spare tarps, yes. send them through the <laughs> yeah. DSA and in, in Southwest Louisiana. They just Google them. They're they're doing great work. Just but send them tarps and axes is what they need. If you can afford yeah, a chainsaw, Google, that would help us out as well. Yeah. Google tarps as well. It's probably been a while since someone Google tarped. Uh, yeah. So let's uh let's uh do you want to get into it? Do I you do. have any history with these uh these creators? No. Um, I think I've read a lot of um. I think I've read some of Milligan's stuff, um, but not like no history or anything, just like picking up stuff and like just recognizing the name. So I don't really have, I'm coming to this completely fresh and, and blind as possible. Uh, these are, these are both creators that I, I really love. Uh, I love Peter Milligan, art. man, this, it's just, Oh so man, amazing. Mike, Ar- this is my favorite comic book artist, yeah. Mike Allred, uh, the husband wife team of uh, Mike and Laura Allred, who I met once at a comic book shop and they were colossal fucking weirdos <laughs> and made me feel really <laughs> uncomfortable. They were dressed up like the clockwork orange perverts. And, okay. Yeah. I, uh, you know, tried to just go up to him and, and, you know, be Gary Butterfield smiling politely and just like, Hey, I really like your work. And I've never seen somebody look more bored at uh, a compliment in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> like, I don't know what he expected me to come up and say, but they're art weirdos. Um, but this is, this is my favorite comic book art and Pete Milligan is not my favorite writer. Uh, this is my favorite work of his, but I knew him before from, um, a vertigo book called shade, the changing man that, uh, came out around the same time that Sandman did. Um, and animal man kind of in that vertigo eighties and early nineties push. Uh, and that's a really cool comic about a spy. Um, and yeah. And he also did a really underwhelming X-Men run. Uh, where uh, there's Dupes' uh, sister is in space. There's like they introduced Dap. Oh, good. So it's, it's you know, it's, amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not super good. Uh, but Pete Milligan is an interesting writer, I think, and Mike Allred is an amazing artist. He's on the very short list of artists who I'll read a book just because he drew it. Um, I read a lot of Madman just because his art is so cool. 
It's um, I was kind of skimming the Wikipedia article to see what, if anything, popped out that I would have read before, and I just noticed that he followed up um, Animal Man, like after Grant mm-hmm. Morrison wrapped his stuff up, he was like, "Yeah, let me do six issues on that," and like, how? I know somebody has to be the next person, <laughs> but imagine being like, "Okay, so you just," and now I gotta, okay, sure, let's oh, let's do shit. it. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, and I I've never read those, but I'd be curious as he does because he's also got some weirdness. But just a really different kind of weirdness. Um, if people who are listening, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Mike Allred's art, uh, he does Madman, as I mentioned, and kind of the uh, it's the it's the whole Allred. It's Mike and Laura Allred because the thing that uh, signifies these are big, thick comic booky lines and big, uh, largely flat colors, um, bright colors without a lot of like shading or gradient uh, in them. So everything has this kind of pop art uh emblematic you know kind of look to it yes um very yeah. very like you you it's one of the styles that you look at and you're like oh i know immediately who this is like there is no question mm-hmm. who's who's drawing this and i just i really like it a lot like and all of the composition of the scenes are very funny like there's some stuff that happens um there's one th- thing that i'm thinking of particularly where Edie like like gives somebody the the fuck you arm in the background and it's just so like everything is just the, all the action is very clear like it's just really fun to read yeah he, he, i mean he's wonderful and there, there's really cool stuff coming up with that too like there are some really really great action scenes of this there are also some other artists that uh come in because mike allred works slow um so similar to new x-men we're gonna have some like you know some some less good art as uh, as we go on, and this uh, this series is also what'll be interesting about this run of the podcast is I know a lot of weird behind the scenes uh, stuff about this. Uh, this had a really troubled production, and I followed it when it was coming out. Like I collected this in issues, um, so I remember reading uh, Wizard Magazine and reading blogs online, uh, learning about you know their kind of changes and stuff. There's a couple big changes that happened uh, with them from editorial that impacted the comic. And uh, it's gonna be fun to talk about that stuff. I was uh, so. as I'm listening to you. I was also like looking for Michael Allred stuff. He just tweeted um, in oh last week, like yesterday. Well, this is fucking convenient. Like, <laughs> day, day before day before yesterday, someone <laughs> tweeted and was like, uh, "I miss Ecstatics," and he said they are in front of me every day. I have a huge head start on a new excellent series coming in 2021. So they they uh, released an up issue one of that. Uh, last year i went to a physical comic store and bought it and it's awesome it's like they didn't miss a beat nice um you know it just it literally just felt like uh like oh it's it's ecstatics again um there's also a mini series uh he did uh ecstatics presents dead girl uh which is dead girl uh who's a later character who teams up with dr strange and it's about like how marvel keeps bringing dead characters back uh they make like a league of dead marvel characters uh to go solve stuff that's real fun Okay. So there are some other ecstatics things that uh, are in the pipeline, and I'm looking forward to it coming back. Into new book is good. Yeah. Well, let's um, um, yeah let's talk about the comic book at hand. Yeah, uh, got our big beautiful cover here, introducing our new team. Um, one of the things that you know uh, they like to do on this is be very retro. So there's a little thing where, uh, on the front where it says, "Hey kids, look, no code," referencing you know comics of the 60s and 70s when they would get rid of the comic code. Yes. Uh, and that means there can be violence. Uh, and we are introduced to our cast. I think it makes more sense to talk about them as they show up in the book. I do too. Uh, for reasons that will become clear. Yeah. But this is a pretty basic, um, if, if extremely well wrought, like here's your team. Like they're all like, mm-hmm. you know, in front of an explosion, but like 
the funny part of this is not a lot of these people last in this comic book. <laughs> like no, they, no, no, no. That, that's, that's the spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I love I love so much of this because it's just like they, they invent all of these interesting characters and they just have no compunction about murdering them whatsoever. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that that is the uh, what this was kind of famous for. Like, not only did this bring a new team from X Force, it immediately uh, gets rid of them. Um, we start off with uh, our team leader here, Zeitgeist, um, as you may remember from Deadpool two, uh, and he is uh, having a flashback. He's remembering the day his mutant powers manifested. Uh, when he was about to go have some underage sex under a boardwalk and accidentally puked acid all over the face of his uh, lover. Second worst first time, you think? Uh, after mine or after... Mine. Whose? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so third worst? <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't really remember yeah. much of it. I just remember I had a broken leg. So, like, that's... <laughs> no. <laughs> you mean afterwards? No. Dude. No. Dear. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All I remember is I broke my leg. It's fucking wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the rest of the night is a blur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is kind of reading this. It's all very like the characters are all very nice and sweet and kissing, and like then just the shock of him just projectile vomiting all over her, mm-hmm. um, and then takes us into like this kind of weird setup where uh, Zeitgeist is like watching himself and the X Force team, um, like in a war zone, like killing a bunch of people, and it's kind of freaky. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple models are naked mm-hmm. uh, in the background. He's making notes on the team. You know, uh, should I deploy uh, La Nouette earlier? Um, you know, how is battering ram plasm's kill rate is only four percent? That's not good enough. He needs to be on defensive duty. Um, as he's watching them uh, kind of do these crimes, and we're getting our introduction to the team this way. Um, you know, he's noting Eddie. Um, you know, who is passing out uh, after she teleports. Um, you know, uh, dupe, we're introduced to dupe who is a whole thing. Uh, he's like a, a green floating blob, um, who films all of their things. Yes. Uh, they show him like shooting a, a broken piece of glass. And he's like, mind dupe. This is not an art movie, which I really like. You said Eddie is, and I said Edie uh, earlier <laughs> just to, just yeah. to get that clear. Like, which one are we going? Are we, is it Eddie actually? Oh boy. I've always said Eddie. Okay. Uh, you're probably right, but I can't guarantee that I won't slip back. No, no, no. I need you to change everything that you about yourself right now <laughs> and then going forward and then not make a single mistake right. about it. <laughs> I'm now very small. Oh no. Um, <laughs> tiny Gary, get in my pocket. The tiniest let's, podcaster. Let's pocket go. podcaster. Let's go for a ride. Yes. Yeah, the uh, pocket podcaster. Let's go for a ride. Um, you we, just, imagine, we just invented you a new microphone. Listening to a podcast. Yeah, like, have you? You've 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 listened to a podcast in a car. But have you driven in a car while a tiny man tells you about his podcast? Are you tired of your podcast being stuck at home? <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you could put it in your pocket. Um, in this uh, this review tape, he also sees the uh, the death of a character. Uh, here uh sluck who looks great uh he looks like a creepy muppet uh mm-hmm. in a leather suit i love sluck sluck is good um, sluck is also a good name like it's just a good bad name mm-hmm. um, that's, a, that's another great thing about uh, a lot of the characters that they invent is that their names don't really mean anything <laughs> like sometimes a lot of times now. sometimes they'll associate yeah. it with the power a little bit but like sometimes it's just like like sluck 
<laughs> like there's, well, there's no, yeah. he's not slucking around or anything. <laughs> That's where he does his slucking. Uh, he's a he's a they're they're branding. You know, this is a, a marketing yeah. uh, kind of exercise. Um, and then the final member of the team here, uh, Jin Genie, uh, Becca, who says a reminder to check her alcohol mix because her tremors nearly killed us. Yeah. So we're kind of introduced a little bit to these people and their powers, um, you know, and we're going to get a little bit more of that later. But we cut back to him reviewing where the models are trying to seduce him like, hey, stop watching you know watching yourself kill people stop watching the murder porn and let's make some yeah, real we would, porn we'd, we'd like to have sex uh and uh, one of the prostitutes is like you know we think we've been watching and we think this gets you in the mood and he admits it you know that it can't it doesn't hurt yeah. you know um yeah and uh we cut to the next morning we're back at the uh you know the north africa insurgent zone or whatever as our team is standing in their destruction yes yeah uh, cool outfits. I like this like dark blue kind of motif that they have going with the X's on the chest mm-hmm. and all good stuff. Um, and then uh, we go to a press conference, and this is where I guess where you're. Are we? I might have to ask this several times. Or is all of this new? Basically, like at, with the X Force leading up to this didn't have this coach character. Or we weren't filming X Force no. missions or anything like that. So this is this is all this is all new. Like okay. I'll, I'll point out when there's stuff from the the main you know uh, Marvel Comics universe MCU. Uh, comes in, thanks but this for, is all new. Thanks for breaking that one down. For me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'll point out when six one six stuff happens. Ah, uh-huh. I yeah. um, um, I don't want to spoil you for anything in Lovecraft Country, but uh, there was a character that goes to a place, and um, at some point they refer to the place as Earth five hundred four, and Ooh. like it's extremely exciting, but also uh, with his. Like intrinsically black as Lovecraft Country has been over the last like eight or nine episodes. Uh, Five hundred four is the area code for New Orleans, and New Orleans Twitter fucking exploded because <laughs> it's this like <laughs> powerful black character that they showed doing a wide variety of things, and then Earth Five hundred four pops up, and everyone was like, "Hey!" <laughs> like everyone is losing their mind over it. So yeah, hell yeah. Uh, this uh, this press conference is Coach uh, introducing the newest member of X Force to replace Slock. Yes, uh, Coach um, only has one arm, uh, and he has these mm-hmm. weird red and black eyes. Uh, so he's got to be a mutant of some kind. But they is, and a lot of this is new for me, and I'm not really super scared of spoilers or anything. But like they haven't explained any of that at all. So now you know they say that they they used to call him the Arm, uh, but he lost his special arm a long time ago. Bummer. Um, they, yeah, they don't actually explain what that is. This is just, uh, you know, flavor, uh, for this. Um, but we're introduced to one of the main characters of, uh, the series, uh, kind of the, the trio of main characters that we'll, we'll go on to focus on, uh, Tyke Alakar. AKA uh, Anarchist. Yes. The Anarchist who has, uh, sweat powers. Um, and he keeps it vague. Like I can do things with my sweat. It's like acid, create energy from nothing. Um, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But it doesn't really need to. Doesn't need to. At all. Uh, and don't care. <laughs> doesn't. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously kind of modeled after, like, at the time. I feel like kind of like Dennis Rodman with the hair. Okay. Streaks. You sure. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Is it, is it green? I'm, I'm colorblind. Does he have green streaks in his hair? Uh, it's orange. Orange. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Yeah. Um, the reporters are asking um, Axel. Or, excuse me, Zygeist, you know, how do you feel about this new guy? And, like, the narration in his head is he's not a team player. He's a dangerous guy. He's mentally unstable. But, of course, he's like, 
no. Oh, we're we're super good. We're super glad he's here. He's going to be a valuable member of the team. And just the inherent yeah. fakeness of all of this is really intriguing to me. Just as a brand new reader, I'm like really into this. Well, and that's like one of the big themes, you know, about this. Like this yeah. is a comic that deals with celebrity and uh, image. You know, uh, we cut over to uh, the Beverly Hills Four Seasons and uh, while being interviewed in a hot tub full of beautiful women, the anarchist has just blown the the roof off of it, literally. Yes. Uh, you know, the air conditioning is not work, working. The reporter said it was hot and he used his sweat to explode the ceiling. Um, and there's this great little exchange uh, that I like here where he's uh, fanning the flames, really. Like he's talking about, you know, uh, Zeitgeist thinks I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. It's like Zeit fucking Geist. That's Tamesis. You know, when you split up a word by putting another word in the middle of it, you know, I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know, Mr. Zeit Tamesis Geist makes me feel like, you know, a curse word where it doesn't belong. And he and he says, you know, he this is he's kind of laying the blame of some of this on Zeitgeist and saying like, you know, look, he didn't really like Sluck and look what happened to Sluck and he's just saying and he has this great and this uh, these two fucking panels slay me, Gary, where yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm a black mutant in this country. That's like being a black with a little black added, and both him and the reporter who is black, like both just like have this moment of got him. <laughs> that <I'm> yeah, just... <laughs> it's, it's real good. There's like fascinating race shit that happens with Tyke Alucard that I need to hunt down some like a person of color writing about it. Yeah. Like I, I, I gotta, like I gotta figure out what Austin Walker thinks of this. Cause I think it's really <laughs> interesting, but also Peter Milligan is a British man and hopefully it's okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, the other thing this is setting up, you know, helicopters show up and try to arrest him. And he's like, you can't arrest me. I'm an X-Force. Like I do whatever I want. You know, the idea of X-Force is that basically these are celebrities who get away with literally anything. Yeah. Um, kind of doubling down on this commercialism thing, we go over to the X Force Cafe, uh, which I love. Um, there's some cameos here. Wolverine is here. There's a guy who looks like Cyclops hanging out on the right. Um, but the uh, they've ele- erected this tribute to Sluck, where you can put a twenty dollar donation to all of his favorite charities and get his uh, what is it? A p- release a pleasantly mild electronic pulse from his face <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like the tour guide like "Mm, now that's what i call refreshing like all of that kind of stuff is very hilarious to me wolverine Mm -hmm. is is really into this dupe doll huh but also kind of looking like a weird flasher at the same time he's got the trench coat on Mm -hmm. there's actually a wolverine uh we should figure out if we're going to cover it there is a wolverine and dupe uh two-part miniseries that happened during this time they've got a history interesting Uh, we're going to find out about that next recording session i'll um I mean, if we if we need to, you know, kill time on a record on a recording part, then probably that I, w- I would be interested in that if it's well written. So, yeah, it's fun. It's like slight. Um, we cut to backstage uh, here, where uh, we're seeing kind of the team dysfunction behind the scenes. Yes. Um, Becca is is basically super drunk, and they're trying to get her to calm down, and it's not working very well. Um, she's she's on some sort of weird medication. This, this vampire dude is trying to to help out, and then of course um, Edie is just making fun of all of them involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, just basically, uh, you know, Zeitgeist wants to bench her. That's who you want. You'll destroy my fan base. And Edie says, "Your fan base saying you're a fan of Genie is like posting your AA membership on the internet." Um, you know, so there, there's this infighting uh, here. As they go through until Plasm uh, says, uh, comes over and it's like, I can, I have this technique I've been working on. I can make your body release endomorphs uh, and then wraps her up in his uh, weird, like he's a weird liquid 
man. He's made of slime. And uh, he very sexually like kind of wraps her up and she looks like she's uh, moaning with pleasure. Yes. Here. I've never done it, uh, but I know some dudes that I know some people that have gotten like um, um, IV fluids after like mm. really hard nights of drinking. Um, mm-hmm. Like there were companies that would come around and do that for you for a while, uh, but it's supposed to like basically kill off a hangover. And that's what I'm imagining. This is like, it's just like you don't have to wait through that three or four hours of shittiness. Like you just get all of your fluids refreshed and you're good to go. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Like you said, there are guys who'd walk around and do that. <laughs> Um, there was a company like, like that, a truck that pull up or something. Yeah, there was a company that did it. Um, I'm trying to remember what the context was, I, but uh, I definitely know people who like, yeah, my girlfriend's a nurse and she can just do this because it's not like illegal. Nothing about it is illegal. Like we're not using any kind of scheduled drugs or anything. It's just, you know, you can just, put water into people. Yeah, just hydration. And, you know, all of a sudden yeah. it just kills a hangover like that. So that's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, Gary's like, like I'm gonna like, start drinking I, again. <laughs> yeah, so like, well, you know, as you get older, you start your heart hangovers get real bad. Oh yeah, it's one of the reasons why I don't drink. And like, uh, but when I do have a hangover, the only thing I can do is drink a bunch of water and go to sleep. Yeah, like I literally just have to wait through it. Every time I've had to like just kind of power through and like be awake and do shit, uh, I vomit a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not good. Um, so that makes sense that it's just replacing your fluids, like just time and water which kind of flushes me out yeah so I, I will i will guarantee you that there's some like cbd themed hydration iv company in portland oregon that you could call and get there in like a moment well maybe not in found. covid times but like yeah guarantee <laughs> guarantee that that exists uh, i should uh pocket podcaster hydration cbd service <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh uh ed uh notices on a news broadcast that uh, they're covering Tyke Alakar blowing up the uh, the roof here. And we cut over to Edie and Zeitgeist having dinner. Uh, Zeitgeist wants to get rid of him, get rid of the anarchist. Yes. Uh, and he's kind of chiding her for using her teleportation powers out, outside of missions. Um, he's being a little bit of a cyclops. Yes, absolutely. Uh, during this. Like, this is supposed to be super know. serious. And she's like, what What are you talking about? Like, this is <laughs> this is definitely not about that whatsoever. Like, this is all about sex and fame and money and power. And, like, this is the life that we're in. Like, why, what, what are you trying to pretend to be? Yeah. Like, you know, you're not a hero. You know, for somebody who calls himself Zeitgeist, you really don't have the spirit of the century uh, in you. Um, you know, he says, like, what if we get called on a mission? You know, and she's like, well, I've, I've been popping these capsules that my doctor gives me just a little something to whip me up. Perfect. Uh, you know, uh, and she, she's like, I'll take another one. Um, she kind of makes her first ploy uh, for leadership at this point, you know, uh, says, like, maybe you should think about stepping aside uh, and allow me to... Uh, to be leader what's interesting in the background um there's like a at first it's like it's a waiter giving somebody something with a spoon but i looked thought it was a guy proposing for like all the world i was like oh they're trying to like set up this parallel oh weird um yeah it looks like the the thing with a spoon and it looked like a ring box was open to me interesting okay yeah yeah i don't know uh but they get called on a mission yes at the end of the scene um, we go to their headquarters, which is like this gaudy, gaudy fucking building that it just is just horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it yeah. so much. <laughs> I'm sure this is real. It says Layola on the front. Yeah, so if you yeah. know Hollywood, I'm I sure. bet you this is a real building. 
you know, um, and they're, they're squabbling again. It's incredibly dysfunctional. You know, uh, Zeitgeist is yelling at anarchists. Anarchist is upset. He's like, this is what we do. Like this stuff is expected of me. And he's like, you've been here for five minutes. <laughs> like you don't get to tell us how to behave. Uh, and Alucard dodges, you know, I'm getting paranoid. You know, you got this chip on your shoulder. Uh, the coach brings in the mission. Yep. You know, like says like, Hey, this is not going to be a tough mission. Our focus groups say that people have a hard time, you know, re- relating to you. Uh, they can't empathize with you. So we're going to do a softball, you know? And the, uh, the softball is the boys are us, uh, a clever, yep. clever pun. And these are some very much fucking, you know, backstreet boys looking motherfuckers, uh, that have been kidnapped by somebody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, we're going to find out like people with no agenda. This is, this is a hint actually mm-hmm. like people with no agenda, like bad guys. They don't usually see. Um, they've already killed the shy one who writes all the songs with the dreads. Love it. Uh, as they throw uh, Joey Fatone out of the window. Um, and the record company, uh, the twist is they say like, Hey, the record company is allowing it. Um, they're playing hardball with these terrorists. Uh, you know, the band's popularity is waning, having them killed will boost sales. Yeah. So like a a hard line, like cynical look at, uh, you know, what celebrity is, what companies will do to promote celebrity and all that kind of stuff. Like taking that to its, you know, fantastical conclusion. And, um, it's it's the kind of shit I'm here for, Gary. I love this. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the first uh, appearance of dupe speak, like dupe's language. Uh, dupe is recording it, and uh, uh, you go girl, which is uh, Ed's superhero name, uh, says, "Can you not shoot me from a low angle of my butt because you're making me look like Jennifer Lopez?" And he speaks back in this kind of nonsense language uh, that is translated. In the uh, one of the comics that came out, they had a key, so you can go online and figure out everything he's saying. It's not particularly 100 percent not worth it yeah i was about to say it's like yeah, playing it's like playing um wind waker but you can understand the weird thing that talks to you every once in a while like, exactly i don't need yeah, it yeah just leave it go get the triforce save the girl i got this don't worry about it <laughs> yeah yep, yep. um so they get there they they uh, teleport over to mtv which is sonic tv in this and they're doing uh like spider-man-esque rapport you know, uh, shake things up a little, shaken and stirred, as they're like just killing these terrorists. Yeah, and also you know? being worried about like, are my blotches showing at the same time? Right, like to yeah. make sure this is <clears throat> this is their promotion. Like this is the videos that people will see of them doing stuff, so they want to make sure they look good while they do it. Yeah, you know, uh, Eddie or Edie is showing her uh, combat efficiency. She teleports people out onto uh, into free space. You know, uh, the anarchist. You know, rescues zeitgeist stops him it feels like it's coming together yeah this is this all, this is like super great superhero stuff gary like we're in a we're in a good moment yeah. right now yeah you know and and zeitgeist has this internal monologue he's like you know uh cafes limousines immortality luck these are the peanuts they throw at us they'd hate us uh if they if we couldn't do this they would fear us you know they adore us now uh they know why we're here but what is the point of us i'm a mutant you idiots i'm still 14 years old i've burnt that girl's face off i'm a freak and i hate you all and he looks out the window to see an attack helicopter uh pull up right in front of him as battering around puts his hand on his shoulder and says, boss, I feel I ought to. And then everyone gets fucking shredded with bullets and like grossly shredded with bullets. Um, like, yeah. Uh, Zeitgeist kind of passes out. Of course, as he was thinking about vomiting on that 14 year girl's face, like he's, as he's coming back from unconsciousness, he kind of sees that, but it's really Edie there. 
and his entire intestine is is are hanging out. His leg is detached from his body. Like Edie's like, how are the others? Like, are, are there any others? And uh, Zy- uh, excuse me, um, Anarchus is like, they're all dead. Like, and we hit see this splash page, and it's just literally everybody in the room have been has been torn the fuck apart, like in a violent and gruesome way. Yep. And that is the uh, end of the issue. That's our big wham moment, including the, uh, the and, Boys R Us, by the way. We didn't. Yeah. That. So if you're a big Boys R Us fan, Whew. no more first appearance and last appearance of Boys R Us in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, right here but yeah this team that we just got to know that all had you know they weren't fully developed uh, and we're kind of left with characters that will remain main characters for a while um, you know this is them winnowing down the cast and to introduce more people a high turnover rate is part of the ecstatics x-force thing eventually we get to a core cast of about five or six uh, that stick around with gust stars uh but for a little while there's going to be this churn and i think what they're doing is they're just really trying to emphasize that like you know this is a disposable life like part of the reason why you do this is because it's dangerous you can die at any time but you're doing it because you want to live the high life yes you know and the idea of this as as an alternative for mutants you know who are feared and hated and persecuted is really interesting um you know we talked about at the end of the new x-men run about things that open the door for and this is one of them right like grant morrison opening the door to there being mutant culture opens the door for the idea of like a reality show you know basically like a, a group of mutants that operate as such who doesn't want to see the kardashians but the kardashians all have superpowers yeah yeah keep, <laughs> keeping up with the uh you know taikala kardashians of course yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um yeah what a, so, but uh, I, I guess uh to, to assuage your fears a little bit that you mentioned at the top um i am like fully invested in this 100 percent. like now actually starting from the actual beginning instead of you know like the middle point i guess uh does a number does it does a really good job of introducing you to the story and like i was having i was having that thing with that i had with new x-men where i didn't want to stop reading them today um luckily i had video games to distract me because otherwise i would Hell probably yeah. just kept reading them so techfeed.tv your source for video games and comics yes that's true um yeah. uh yeah that is that is good to hear because i mean there are issues of this comic that i like less than others or story arcs that i like less than others uh but it is you know this is going to be a love fest at least for me yeah. listeners and this is this is a contentious comic i remember um the last issue of this came out when i was on tour and we stopped at a comic store uh it was the drummer in my band it was his childhood comic store and i asked whether they had the uh the issues and he said he was all sold out and a guy who was staying next to me at the checkout said oh, you can have mine like it's in my pull box this is sanctimonious shit or it's not that's sanctimonious i care he said oh self-indulgent crap <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with the last the last issue so there are people for whom this does not work uh it's just those people are not gary butterfield yeah it's i mean it's so. it, to me it absolutely 100 percent works like this is so much fun and, and it's interesting to read i was when you start with ecstatics they actually have a letters column and uh mm-hmm. they get all sorts of hate mail in that letters column i don't even know why they oh, yeah. published it like it's really like it's it's just like people being really mad that you know it's, it's comic book fans like it's just comic but the stereotypical yeah. fucking comic book guy stuff and it's just really sad yeah it's a huge bummer but it's a uh, you know we're here to uh, present a counterpoint um if you like this show 
Head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yes. That's the place to uh, yep. donate directly to the podcast uh, and the network as a whole. You get all sorts of cool benefits for doing so. You can also leave ratings and reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and various other services. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the best place to do it is probably on Twitter at D-O-F-C podcast. Um, and Gary, I didn't mention it. Good job on the on the intro. We have a new intro for this season inspired oh, by you. Ecstatics. So, so nice work on that as well. Thank you. It's different than other ones uh, that I've done because I just moved <laughs> and I did not have access to all my instruments. So my right. challenge was to try to do it with stuff I had around. Yes. So, which is why it sounds like uh, he's playing pocket at one point. I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> just exactly. Kidding. It's it's a little bit more ukulele forward than usual. You should, uh, but hopefully you should people remaster like the abject suffering um, theme song and see if you can get pocket to hit, just hit that perfect meow for you and just like spend Actually, all day meow. trying to record it. <laughs> There's a like a little TikTok that went around that was somebody playing oh, the piano, uh, piano, yeah, yeah, and the cat hits the high C. Yeah, it's really good. Very, very funny. Uh, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, I hope that you guys are reading along with us or experiencing ecstatics along with us because I think it's going to be a heck of a ride. We're super looking forward to it. So we'll see you in just a few days. Bye.